You guys, how important is sleep temperature? It's everything to me. And this is where Chili Pad by Sleep Me comes in. Its mission is to elevate the quality of human life through cool sleep. The Chili Pad bed cooling system is your new bedtime solution. It lets you customize your sleeping environment to your optimal temperature, ensuring you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. ChiliPad works with your existing mattress. It's a water-based mattress topper that continuously controls your bed temperature from 55 to 115 degrees. It's designed for one or two sleepers. So if your partner likes to sleep at a different temperature or you only need it for one side of the bed, it still works. I just put this on top of my existing mattress and voila. So whether you're dealing with night sweats or simply seeking a better night's rest, Chili Pad is here to transform your existing mattress into a sanctuary of cool, relief, and comfort. Visit www.sleep.me slash FTL to get your Chili Pad and save up to $315 with code FTL. This offer is exclusively available for the love listeners. Only for a limited time. So order it today with free shipping and try it out for 30 days. You can return it for free if you don't like it with your sleep trial. So visit www.sleep, that's S-L-E-E-P, dot M-E slash F-T-L. Because every woman deserves to wake up feeling refreshed and ready to conquer the day ahead. This episode of For the Love with Jen Hatmaker is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. They can be big, difficult, Um, even scary life things, and also small inconveniences that add up day after day. The thing is, when we keep them all bottled up on the inside and just try to grin and bear it, it can start to affect us and the people around us negatively. We may even isolate ourselves, which makes it even worse. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. This was the case for me when I was at the highest stress level in my life, where the stress was even having physical consequences for me. Therapy was a huge part of my healing journey to learn how to manage the stress. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the love today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash for the love. Hi, everybody. My name is Remy. Welcome to the For the Love podcast with your host, Jen Hatmaker, my mom. She writes books and speaks to crowds, but she mostly loves talking to amazing people on this podcast every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. It is Jen Hatmaker. Welcome to the show. It's the For the Love podcast, and we are wrapping up the series we've been in called For the Love of Summer. And today Guys, you are in for such a treat. I cannot even tell you. I'm so happy that you've tuned in. This is our crowdsourced episode. As you know, we crowdsourced the last episode of every series when I kind of put it out to you. Like, who do you know? Who are your people? Um, who who should we hear from in this particular conversation? Who Who's your wonderful tribe? So we asked, who has a great summer story? Like, who's a summer person we should talk to? And you guys came back with the perfect summer thing. It's a couple named Daryl and Stacy Smith. And you guys, they have worked at the same Christian summer camp for more than 30 years, closer to 40. 
This is the same camp where they met and ultimately got married. It's too much. I don't want to give too much away because it's all just so precious. Um, but I was delighted when their daughter, Abby, nominated her parents and said, wait, this my parents are literally quintessential summer people. They have run a summer camp um, for my entire life. So Stacy and Daryl are from Bellingham, Washington. So they're way up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and they've been a part of this Christian camp organization called the FURS since 1985. Um, in fact, in the story they told us, their first time when they were both on summer staff and met was 1979. So, oh my gosh, you guys. Um, so they offer all kinds of camp and childcare programs, um, not just throughout the summer, which is their main time, but throughout the year as well. And um, by the way, we'll have links to everything that they do at their wonderful camp at jenhatmaker.com um, over under the podcast tab. So this place is like the classic picturesque camp setting. I mean, think of every movie that you've ever seen set in a summer camp. This is what this is. It's right on Lake Whatcom. Lake Whatcom. All my Washingtonians will know what that is. Um, and it just looks like an absolute blast. So they've held, they've actually held lots of different positions over the course of the years. But right now, Daryl is the director of Fur Creek Day Camp. And Stacy's the director of After School Adventure, which we'll talk about both of those things. But you guys, they are so delightful. Uh, I mean, you're going to enjoy this hour so, so much. They, told, they tell hilarious stories about shenanigans and camp romances and pranks. And I mean, can you imagine 30 plus years of camp memories that they have seen over the years? So listen, if there's anything about you that has ever loved to camp, that went to camp, that has camp memories, you're sending your own kids to camp. You love camp movies. I'm just telling you this episode is going to be so much fun for you. So thank you for joining us. Um, I, basically, by the end of this hour, I wanted um, Daryl and Stacy to adopt me and be my best second set of parents and maybe also move next door. They're so, so, so dear. You're going to love them. So guys, help me welcome to the show, Daryl and Stacy. I am so excited to welcome you both to the show. Daryl and Stacy. thank you so much for saying yes to this Our crazy pleasure. Um, uh, you know, we're in the middle of a series called for the love of summer and you're the, you're the, you're the end game. You're the grand finale. And oh. I cannot think of a better way to finish off this series because in my opinion, there's nothing more summery than going to camp. That is the epitome yeah. of summer. And I am so happy that your daughter, Abby nominated you and that you said, yes, um, you could have said no. So listen, I've just told my audience a little bit about you and about the furs where you've served for you guys 30 years. What in the world? Sure. And I, I want to thank you for making the time to talk to us. You're just right in the thick of it, right? It's summer. I mean, it's game, it's game time for you guys. It's summer at camp. Yeah. Give us a little it's, glimpse it's into going what's on. going on at the FERS today. Are there a billion kids running around? What's what's on the docket today? Pretty much, yeah. They're running around, and we're hoping that we know where all of them are. <laughs> um, but what the deal is, is that down at Camp Furwood, which is right down on the lake, um, there's there's a couple hundred middle school kid, oh kiddos that are down there just having the time of their life. And then up here, uh, six miles up the, up the lake at Fur Creek Day Camp, we have a couple hundred little element, elementary school kids that are there um, just swimming and and playing sports and 
frolicking in the woods and just having a great, great time. <laughs> That's so fabulous. Do your middle schoolers, is this an overnight camp for them or is it a day camp? Yeah, down at Furwood, uh-huh. that is a resident camp. And so they will be spending the night there for a week at a time. That is so amazing. Like I have already crafted a very developed image in my mind of what all this looks like. Um, and it's some some sort of cross between my personal childhood experiences at camp and the movies. And I'm just going to say that's true, that that's exactly what you guys have there. So listen, will you just tell my listeners first a little bit about the roles that each of you have right now, currently at the FIRS? Well, currently, um, I am the director of Fur Creek Day Camp, um, which is uh, a camp that services all of Whatcom County and beyond. Um, and then, um, Stacy, want to tell us about what you're doing? And right now, I am currently uh, the the director of the. It's called the Awesome Summer Adventure, and during the school year, it's called After School Adventure. But we both are part of, we kind of both partner together and lead what we call the Children and Community Department of the FERS. So because of the day camp nature and because of the after school component, I mean, we're really immersed in our community. So um, we've got this slice of... um, property that's beautiful and we've got waterfront, but really we've kind of become urbanized and that neighborhoods and the community have grown up around us. So I run the after the awesome summer adventure, which is um, state subsidized. So the program that I'm involved with is licensed by the state of Washington, which means it allows us to um, have um, underprivileged and foster care um, children be able to come to camp every day. And so we go on a field trip every day to Fur Creek Day Camp. So we kind of have figured out a back door um, for kids that would never get to experience a lake uh, yep. Water, boats, I mean, canoes, kayaks, uh, the phenomenal program that Fur Creek runs every summer. Uh, we get to we get to go to that. And our kids, you know, it's just pivotal in their lives. Oh, my gosh. I love that piece of your story. So here's what I want to know. I wonder if you'll take us back in time, because literally the best thing I've ever heard is that um, you guys literally met at this camp as campers, right? Can you, can you take us back and tell us how did you each get involved with the furs and Camp Furwood? Um, how did you meet? I mean, this is like the stuff that summer love dreams are made of. Sure. Well, um, actually, um, when I was in high school, I went to, to be a camper at Camp Furwood. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was that, that summer, I knew I just wanted to come back the next summer as a CIT, yeah. a counselor in training, you know. And so I did that. And you know what? I've been doing this for 40 years. And that CIT summer was the best summer of my life. <laughs> And so it was just awesome. And I just knew that, that I wanted to uh, be uh, the director there at some point, you know, in my life, that was what I wanted to do. I felt like there was a calling there. And uh, so, uh, you know, a number of years later after going to college and doing all those things, and I spent all my summers at Camp Furwood on summer staff. And, um, one of those summers, uh, it was actually the end of my, 
um, uh, summer staff season. I was going to be on full-time staff at the FERS, and uh, Stacy had um, come down to the to Furwood um, on a uh, a trip. What happened was, um, I'm from Louisiana. Okay, and um, I. My sister, through some, uh, you know, a course of about six months, was, you know, talking to me about a relationship with Jesus. I grew up in the Catholic faith and everything and went to Catholic school, but I I finally had a relationship with Jesus my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that every step from that point on to getting me to the Northwest was divine appointments. Somehow Mm -hmm. she got invited to go and work at this camp as a counselor at Furwood, and she didn't want to go by herself, so she drug me along, Uh and I was a CIT that summer. That was the summer of 79, and Daryl was us. He had already worked at Furwood and been a camper, and so he was a leader, so that's a bit... We never had a relationship other than being really two people on the staff of 80, uh-huh. you know, and I kind of honestly at that point, I thought, you know, he, his name was Bubba and I mean, <laughs> it, he was everything. I mean, you name, you said the name Bubba and uh, you know, oh, everybody knew, everyone knows Bubba. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh everyone, like big, big man at camp. Exactly. I thought he was yeah. a little too cool for school and uh, you know what, Jen? I probably was, man. Back then, I was. Camp is over. Everyone goes their separate ways. Okay. Never give really another thought um, to Bubba at that point. But I knew in my heart that God had called me to a special place like this. Yeah. So I eventually get a degree from Biola with recreation camping. I, I'm working in California. Um, some bad things happen there. And basically my sister and I, who now we're living together in California, decided mm. to take a road trip. Through the course of a week, we decided that we would go to Bellingham on our way to Glacier okay. National Park. And so mm. um, we find the names of Smear and Smudge, who were the directors at the time we served on camp at camp six years earlier. Okay. We walked Knocked on their door, basically. They took us in, and we were there for six weeks. Wow. No way. Yeah, they were just loving on us and caring for us. And during that time, they said, you should go down to camp. I think there are people who worked with you seven or six or seven years ago. Uh So I went down there, and, um, you know, I was talking to a couple of people. And then there was Bubba still at camp. You know, and so, um, so we were talking and man, all of it, my heart quickened because uh, yes. I was like, something has changed in this guy. <laughs> I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, anyway, I had just been invited to come back and work at the FERS, do some housekeeping, but, and then work with the college department and, um, yeah. really the goal was to do some healing and, yeah. um, So I said, sure. So I moved up here. He was also, this was the summer that he was quitting summer staff and doing it, you know, as a life, um, lifetime career or whatever. He was coming on full-time staff at the FERS and we ended up living next door to each other. Wow. And, you know, and 
And when you're in this community, sometimes this is kind of the community that you live with. And so we logged a lot of time together. And six months from when we moved next door to each other, we were engaged. And then six months later, we were married. (laughs) I love it. Here we are. Uh, It worked out. I mean, it worked out. How many years have you been married? Oh, 32. We're going on 33 this year. Yeah, 33 years, 34 years at the first, yeah. something like yeah. that. Great, you guys. I mean, such a special and a rare story. I, it's rare to hear of anybody with that kind of longevity in one in one place, in one career, yeah. especially something like camping. It just feels so mm-hmm. incredibly special, this story that you have woven together. Um Obviously, at this point, you've been involved in the camp. Well, heck, I mean, for you, Daryl, almost 40 years. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. So how have your roles changed over all these decades um, at the FERS? And, uh, you know, what sort of motion did you have, like, within the staff, up or down or sideways? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I kind of had um, upper motion um, as far as um, being that Furwood, I was the director there uh, for 10 years or so, and then um, became the uh, program director of the FERS. So all the programs at the FERS were kind of on my plate. And and then, you know, um, my health kind of went south a little bit, you know. Um, And so, you know, here here I am um, back, you know, leading day camp, you know, for Creek and it's what I can do. And uh, I'm just so thrilled that, uh, that uh, God has seen me worthy to do that as well as the people at the first. And so uh, I've been doing it for 13 years. Yeah. 13 years. Wow. And you Mm. Stacy over all my years, I, I I think mostly up until just, well, 17 years ago now, um, I I was Daryl's partner. You know, I I loved our um, years here at the conference center because she's still my partner. Oh, yes, yeah, but you know, you're talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Um, you know, back then it was awesome. It's hard to explain, but um, he is someone who works with all of these young leaders and uh, young adults, emerging leaders, and he can make you believe you can do anything. Oh, that's nice. And it it is amazing. Um, And then when you decide to step into that space, you want to say a few unpleasant words because it's like, what? This is not easy. This is, you made it look so easy. You made me believe I could mm-hmm. do it. But that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the kind of influence uh, he, he has. And then when he, his positions moved um, into more of an administrative and over all of the programs, that was the time when uh, I, I had started a preschool in our home just because I was kind of lazy and didn't want to drive our kids all the way into town for preschool. <laughs> so I decided I can do that. So sure. uh, they were all at my house anyway. And so I thought, let's organize these kids and, you know, have a curriculum. Uh, then then it came a time where I wasn't able to do that. Our kids were growing up mm-hmm. and, and they want the FERS wanted to start a community um, after school program. And so mm-hmm. that's when I 
I went to work for Daryl at that point where I got paid. And, um, and I kind of got this off the ground and I really thought that probably, uh, after a couple of years of getting it off the ground that I would, um, be, uh, you know, I'd find a big girl job and move Uh on. But 17 years later, I, it was a couple of years in that I knew that this was where my heart was, was creating spaces for, for kids who a lot of times were discarded and just in households that were so busy that, um, yeah, we were able to create a space and a pause for them. Mm. Yeah. So 17 years later, here you still are. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. you mentioned your kids and of course I already mentioned Abby who nominated you for this. So you've, you have three kids, you've got your daughter, Abby, and you have two sons. What was it like? Like, I, I think it's this, it's a fascinating idea to think about being the kid of the directors, like the kid of the camp leaders. So what was it like raising your own kids alongside this massive crop of campers every single summer? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, definitely um, there are benefits um, to, to that. In other words, it's like when you have your kids totally in the presence of 80 unbelievable young adults mm. that are just awesome role models and that kind of stuff. You know, that's, that's a great benefit sure. at the same time. Um, it can be a hindrance because just like you said, Jen, you know, you, your kids are kind of put on display um, and they're expected to be, wow, that's Bubba's son, you know, that's Stacy's daughter, you know, whatever. And they must be something special. And so there probably was a a tendency for performance a little Mm -hmm. bit, maybe a little Mm -hmm. pressure Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that way. Uh, And at the same time, um, one of the benefits is I think that uh, these young summer staff, um, wanting to grow as leaders and they're seeing their leaders um, parent their kids and they're seeing us be successful and they're seeing us be mm-hmm. failures, uh, you know, in oh, certain times throughout the summer. So it just made it kind of real. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I relate to that because uh, my husband and I are pastors and it's a bit like pastor's kids. Um, you know, when you're growing up in the church that your parents are their leaders of and in real time and in real life, it has a wonderful upside and it has potential downside. And um, I, I very much relate to everything you're saying. Um, I, but, but what a wonderful childhood. What great your kids have. I mean, this is this is like a almost like a dream childhood. It seems like to me, um, what a fabulous environment to be surrounded by, not just your parents and other kids, but the leaders, the lake, the water, the outdoors. I mean, it just it just sounds amazing. I'm sure at this point, I mean, you must. You've had campers who were once campers, and now their kids come, and maybe even their kids. <laughs> Oh, Jen, here's the deal. Um, every summer uh, now um, that I've been here for a long time, you know, there's a, a camper that comes and they're bringing their kid yeah. and saying, okay, this is, this is the director when mommy was a camper here. <laughs> okay. And I'm going, ooh, that's a little bit weird. I'm still here. But but this last, this last summer, um, a grandmother yeah. brought her grandchild. And I'll never forget. She goes, Johnny, this is Bubba. He was a director when your grandmother was a camper. Crazy. Uh, that was creepy. I, I just went, man, I'm still here. That was weird. But yeah, uh, that I love it all the time. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because camp, there's just something about camp that imprints Mm -hmm. on your childhood memories like nothing else Mm -hmm. does. And it's this sort of shared bank Mm -hmm. of memories and places and traditions that you just almost can't wait to share with your own kids. And it's almost this insider language, this insider experience that is so special, so incredibly special. Yes. The joke used to be is that you don't want to be in a crowd of uh, summer staff and not having experienced it because there is such a shared history. There's, there is, it is very unusual, but also a little weird in the sense that, mm-hmm. I, I mean, everyone, there's these jokes and there's just this automatic connection and bonding because of what you've experienced and you've gone through. And, and I used to, I used to, and I still do believe that when you suffer together, uh, you know, mm. it creates the foundation for a, a history that no one can take away. Um, but we've had people mm. who have tried to be a part of those groups, and they've just had to come up with it, get a camp name so that they could kind of feel a part of it. Um, because mm. it, it does create a history. And, and our kids, I don't think our kids would ever um, give it up. But I think the older that they get, and they start to to become more self-aware and understanding. I think they understand that there was definitely some challenges uh, about being sure. raised in that environment. Jim, back, back to your, um, your statement about, uh, you know, kids going to camp and some of the fondest memories and things that they learn there. Those are the, the, what I understand. And what I experienced is that for a kid, these are their memories, mm. you know, probably the first ones that maybe their first positive memories that they have yeah. that their parents don't share. So it's just theirs. Mm. And, uh, so they're able to go home from a great week at camp and and share that with their parents and their parents pretty much are riveted in terms of listening to their story yeah. of their experience. Yeah, I um I was a camp kid mm. growing up and my uh, we we have five kids mm-hmm. you guys it's also bananas. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um and so our kids are camp kids. Yeah, I, I feel like I run a summer camp every day of my life. It's called my house. Sure. Um, Absolutely. But I I just relate so much to what you're saying. Uh, our kids all got back from camp just a week ago. I mean, we just had to sit on the porch for three hours just so they could download. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they were talking over Absolutely. each other. The stories are just pouring out. And they're, it's just so special. That is such a special childhood memory. So you guys, honestly, the stories you could tell. I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine oh, yeah. after this many years years at summer camp. I heard there was an incident involving um, the family dog and junk food and getting stuck under one of the cabins. There's, I've heard some stuff. Tell us, can you tell us just any, a couple of crazy moments, hilarious moments, absurd moments that have happened under your watch at camp? Oh gosh, there, I mean, so many. Um, One, the dog, our, our dog was a legend at Camp Furwood. One night or afternoon, the staff came to Daryl and they said, man, Bubba, there's uh, Puppers is under the girl CIT cabin and we can't get him out. He won't come out. Well, they couldn't get him out. So they tried all these different things. They put food out that would maybe uh, coax him out, but they realized he is stuck. And 
Well, also, and also Puppert's is going, the longer I stay here, the more I get fed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not a dumb dog. Exactly. Yeah. So they eventually had to rig up this rope system and belts and different things like so that dumb. to kind of pull him out. And, and yeah. yard him out under the, under the cabin. But, you know, there's there's all kinds of, of uh, campy type stories with campers doing pranks and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'd like to hear about some pranks. One of my favorites was we we have a girls' night out and a guys' night out. So one night, all the females go on there overnight, and they kind of camp in the woods on some of the property. Well, one one year, um, when the guys were in camp, they decided to take all of the girls' cabins and stuff and switch them. No, what, what... they, yeah, they switched oh. them all out. So when you went back to your cabin, it was like, this is not my cabin. Yeah, I I, I thought oh that that God. was, it took a lot of work. That it was, was a lot, lot of work. work. We could never condone or, you know, uh, pranking, <laughs> but I sure did love it when it happened. Condemn. Yeah. Oh, of course you yeah. did. That's one of those things that you go back to your own house and laugh oh, yes. your heads off about it. <laughs> we do this in parenting all the time. When, our kids get sideways and we try to act stern, but the second they're out of sight, my husband and I just dissolve yeah. into laughter. We just can't let them see us laugh, but uh, can't get done it. That's so much fun. All right, guys, quick break to tell you about something I'm super excited about. So listen, if you're feeling like you spend too much, eat too much, own too much, waste too much, you might want to check out the seven experiment video series and books I developed and take the seven week challenge against excess that literally changed our family's lives permanently. And hey, if you'll use the code podcast at checkout, you'll get $10 off any package. And if you already have the book, and some of you do, we have a package for you too, and the code still counts. You can find out more about all of this at the7experiment.com. So listen, Stacy, I heard that you try to pull off really elaborate schemes to help your staff fall in love. And I cannot tell you how happy this makes me. Um, This is my favorite thing I've ever heard. Um, So I've got it. I've got to know more about this. And do you have any success stories that you can share? Like what is your matchmaking gifts that you are unleashing on your unsuspecting staff? That was probably one of my, um, fondest roles, um, is when I didn't have to be a boss of anybody, then I could really do some things. Um, I, I, and I do consider it as part of one of my spiritual gifts, uh, that I have, you know, discernment. I can discern, you know, this would work. Some of them haven't worked, but, oh, I used to rig, um, drawings where, you know, we would, um, give away a staff, um, sunset, dessert cruise on our barge and so I would rig it and then you know oh you've been chosen and then we get to choose who they take they don't get to choose who they take so we set them up oh those were watching people go off into the sunset and yes there was one of those dessert cruises that did end in a marriage um yeah, oh my that was one and then and then you know during the year when camp is off, we usually have a discipleship group of, uh, you know, a handful of um, Mm -hmm. people that we continue on through the year um, working with. 
Yeah, this, this, these these two groups were Stacy had a discipleship group at camp, and I had a discipleship group at camp. Uh-huh. And so then we continued on uh, throughout the year meeting together. Yeah. So go ahead, Stace. Oh my goodness! Eventually, now I'd have to admit that Daryl's discipleship group kind of dated one of the girls. All of them had dated one of the girls, you know, at my time. But eventually, eventually they all figured out who they were supposed to be with. And his discipleship group married all the girls in my discipleship group. So they were... Come on. Yes, it is. And we're their god... Godparents yeah, to their children. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fun. <laughs> I, I performed their wedding, and uh, we are parents of their kids, or godparents to their kids. That is that is amazing. People might disagree with that form of di- discipleship, but you know, I I don't know. I'm for it. <laughs> No, I'm for it. I'm all, I'm team um, discipleship yeah. marriages. I love it. I love your approach. I think you should write a book about it. Um, okay, that's, that is so awesome. So let me ask you this. A lot of my listeners are um, parents. And so some of us may or may not get the chance or the opportunity to send our kids away for like this wonderful week, whole week at camp. Um, but at this point, we still have a lot of weeks left in summer that a lot of us have our kids at home. And so I wonder if you could tell us what are some of the more uh, popular activities or projects that you get your kids involved in at camp that may be able to be replicated to some degree um, for those of us who are essentially running our own summer camps in our very own backyards. Sure. You know, I tell you, uh, um, we, we, we spend thousands of dollars on different uh, play toys and activities and those kind of things. But one of the, one of the biggest things that we have at Fur Creek is we have three acres of woods. Okay. They're just, and they're, they're left open just so that we can, uh, so kids can explore and and in and in that time in the woods um they they build forts mm. you know as a little kid and you have sticks and and downfall and all that kind of stuff and you can build a fort it just becomes mm. man just awesome adventure totally and so so i'm wondering that whether it's uh you know, sticks or boards or uh-huh. quilts on, over chairs or whatever in the backyard. If uh, if mom and dad and uh, are, are out there building a fort with their kids, that's pretty darn awesome. Pretty darn awesome. You know, and I I think my advice to parents is doesn't matter what you do, do something because kids, you know, need to do something. But do it in a way that allows you to build a relationship with them, not just to keep them busy, not to keep them active, but so that they get you. They just want to connect with their camp counselors. They they look up to you and uh, they want to see, oh, they're not so cool that they can't play the game too. Oh, they created a slip and slide for us. Oh, now they're going down the slip and slide. Um, they let me put paint on them um, to go down the slip and slide. But I think it all comes back to intentional time spent with 
doing whatever that creates an avenue for mm-hmm. a better relationship. It really is a winning formula. I, you know, I'm listening to you talk and I'm thinking about my own kids and, you know, <laughs> summer is long, it's 12 weeks and, um, and nothing has to be fancy or big or expensive or over the top. I mean, I always try to think, what am I already doing and how can it be a connecting point? So I love to cook and I cook sure, a lot. So I'm sure. already in the kitchen. So I'll just grab a kid, one just one at a time. You know, when a family mm-hmm. our size, mm-hmm. one-on-one time is hard to come by. And so just one at a time, you want to come mm-hmm. in and be my sous chef and it's an mm-hmm. hour in the kitchen. It's not fancy. I'm already in there. We're all, we already have to eat. Um, but you're right. It's just um, kids deeply want to be connected to their at, at camp setting mm-hmm. their counselor, obviously, in a home setting, their parents, their siblings, their family. And um, I think that undivided time is underrated. Um, doing just whatever. It doesn't have to. I, you're talking about building the fort, um, Daryl. I remember when my boys were kind of right in the middle school age that you've got down there running around this very day. Um, I remember they came to us one summer and just, we want to build a fort in the backyard. And we just, we're going to need some supplies. We need some boards. We need some nails and hammers. And I remember I, I thought, oh, am I going to be a little bit too precious about this? You know, am I going to yeah. be this grabby, hand wringy mom about my kids with nails and hammers? And I thought, you know what? I'm just not. Yeah. I'm just not. I, our parents didn't parent us like that. Let's give them some hammers and nails and some boards. Who knows what they're going to do? But they built a very <laughs> questionable fort, very unsound. Oh, which um, makes it great. Oh, but it was so much fun. Mm. So, and they were so proud yeah. of it. Went out there and, you know, we added our own zhuzh to it. And uh, so I, I love what you're saying. I, I think some of these experiences can be mm-hmm. created and captured wherever you are, mm-hmm. be it camp or home. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and, and you know, just, I I think I have a I have a statement that I um, say that I believe in, in as a, as a director of camp for so many years is that as a director you have to be present to win. Mm-hmm. In other words, if the staff don't see your presence there, uh, you know, okay. then I don't think it's going to be a winning season. And what I want to do is relate that to to parents being involved with kids at play at home, it doesn't matter what you do, mm-hmm. as long as you're present. If you're present and you're out there playing with them, then you're winning. Mm-hmm. And, and the kids are going to have a winning experience if mom or dad or significant adult is with them. Mm. I mean, that's the truest thing you've ever said. That's so great. I wonder, Daryl, um, I know the past few years, and I think you alluded to it earlier, um, you and Stacy have been dealing with your diagnosis. You've been diagnosed with MS. Yeah. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how after, you know, almost 40 years of doing this work and now having this diagnosis, which is no small deal. Sure. Um, how do you both still kind of find, well, the energy and the motivation to keep doing what you're doing. Um, how are you keeping your foot on the gas? How are you managing um, both your health and this camp that you love so much? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the 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 you know the good answer to how do I keep my foot on the gas is that I drive with hand controls. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, and now, but but you know, in in in, 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 in all seriousness, it's like okay, there's a different way. Mm of uh moving forward you know as long as you keep moving forward then i think uh good things are 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 gonna happen with me you know i'm 
60 years old and I've had MS for 30 of those mm. for so for half my life I've had the diagnosis and now the reality for the last 12 years I've been sitting down mm. so I'm I'm in the wheelchair and in the power chair I mean yep. and uh, it able to it, it gets me around camp and all that kind of stuff so you I approach camp in a different way um um, now than I than I did in my younger years uh, pre actually when I was ambulatory, and so what that does is that it it allows me to see um, my staff not as just helpers mm. but as true leaders. Oh, that's good. And those are those are leaders that need what I have to give them, and that's maybe wisdom and direction and. Um, and belief that that they can that they can do this stuff. So my my thing is that that uh, I'm not so interested in the next three months of the summer in their life, mm -hmm. but fiercely committed to the next ten years mm -hmm. of it. So good. And so I'm I'm thinking that if they can learn in the next three months what they're going to be need in the next ten years, then we we've done our thing. Oh, that's so, so great. So it, it's, it's all a matter. It's, it's all a matter of, uh, being able to, um, see the potential in these leaders and give them, um, a challenge that's greater than themselves mm -hmm. to the point to where they need that God has to, they know that God has to show up, then yeah. it becomes ministry. And so they're excited about yeah. the ministry that they and God were able to do. I love hearing you say that. I, I already know in advance when I ask you this, that the, I know the answer because I can tell by the way you're talking, but I feel very, um, excited and thrilled and hopeful for this next generation of young adults. I think they're amazing. I think they are capable. I think they're very, very courageous. They're doing brave things that I didn't even consider until I was in my thirties. Um, they love the world. They're involved. They're paying attention. They're smart. Um, you know, there's just a, people throw a lot of shade at this generation coming up. They, I think they take a lot of, um, criticism, um, that I find unfair. I am of the camp, literally, that I find them, I'm excited to pass the baton to them. I'm thrilled to see what they're going to do. And I love hearing you talk about your investment, not just so much in your campers, but in your staff and in your young adult leaders. I mean, I'm sure at this point, I mean, do you guys have meaningful relationships with hundreds of them that you've had over the years? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you do. Pretty much, and it's it's to our joy and our honor that uh, we would still be able to be a part of their life, and it's uh, it's pretty neat deal. I mean, um, from like I said, being godparents to a lot of kids to performing weddings sure. and doing those types of things, um, it really is an absolute honor and a joy uh, to still be in so many lives. And I've feel the same way. I just wish we had more time. It's, it's when you have a group that you have this slice of time that you really get to know and, um, understand and walk alongside. Um, but it's hard now as the years go on to, to really have the time to, to get, sit down and have a conversation. Um, I think we're both, mm -hmm. we love people. We are just people lovers and we like, we're people gatherers. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
and that's the one yeah. thing that I'm always trying to let's have a reunion um, so we can just touch with those that we were with in the 90s or those we were with in the, you know, uh, early 2000s or something. But it, it's and Stacey, you know, she she um, is a is a person that is so welcoming and hospitable to where our house there is always somebody here every night i bet uh, you know, there's something going on and and she rolls out the red carpet mm -hmm. and it's just natural for her, uh, you know and people can't believe they they feel like they've been cared for extravagantly oh. and stacy just going no i just put something together oh. uh, you know that, that it's all she so it's that warm hospitality that she brings to our family and to our relationship as well as to camp that uh that summer staff uh, glean from oh you're speaking my language right now i love hearing that so much i bet you have seen a lot of your staff through some stuff i mean there's no doubt that these kids are amazing but i'm sure they have come to you with heartaches and struggles and suffering and i can only imagine what you have listened to and prayed for on your couch or around your dining room table, because that's where all the magic happens. Um, always just creating the space is really all you have to do. Um, yeah. People are so hungry to be loved and welcomed and known and heard. And so it, this is not, I, I talk about this a lot. I, I am a big fan of hospitality and I've realized it does not have to be fancy and you don't have to program it. You just make the room and the time and it's just, it's almost like magic what can happen um, in that space. Stacey, one thing that um, I've read that you said, and I love this, I want to, I want to make a pillow out of this. Hmm. You say that play is the work of heaven. And I couldn't agree more. And I think it's not just for kids, it's for adults too, kind of like we talked about a little bit earlier, just to build in more playtime in our lives, which mm -hmm. frankly, I find that time shrinking away. I, in my generation, our kids are so overprogrammed. They are so overscheduled. They're so overstimulated that we don't actually build in a lot of playtime anymore. That's almost frowned upon. And so I wonder if you could talk a little bit about what that means to you and what you've seen over the years and how you would advise a bunch of us parents raising kids right now. Absolutely. And I want to go on the record that I did not say that. I was smart enough to steal it. Um, that, I'm going to give you credit. So, <laughs> well, I read it. In my opinion, I read it, it in one of Dan Allender's books, who's a. Uh, uh, Oh, he's, he's one of my great. faves. And so, um, and I think he got it from, from C.S. Lewis, who got, from Annie Dillard. Yeah. I don't know, somewhere down there. Oh, well, yeah. all the heroes. <laughs> well, now it's yours. Uh, but the idea so of... I think Stacey Smith said it one time. She maybe got it from I do believe it with my whole heart. I believe it with my mm. whole heart that play is so instrumental in so many facets in a child's life where we create a space where they can um, have perceived danger or perceive, you know, um, anxiety, but yet there is a, a way for them to express and laugh and run and um, to all those neurons start to fire. And in, in a safe place, play is so instrumental for kids to become healed. I think, I think there's a lot of healing and that's why the whole idea of it being, you know, the work of heaven is that play 
in so many ways from our mind to our soul to our body um, creates uh, redemptive um, characteristics and qualities. It, it's a part of God's redemptive plan, I think, when we really are able to let loose of our image. You know, I don't, I really can't do very much well, but I love doing it all, you know, I, and I think mm, that's what I, like I want it. kids and their parents to really learn how to do, to let down, be a fool, get out, fall down, yep. get up. Um, our, I think our most successful evening of the year is when we have a, a family dodgeball night and it is just to watch parents sweat and laugh and and, and kids scream. <laughs> and um, I just like to sit back and just take it all in because I think this is heaven right oh. now. They are becoming redeemed in this process. And, and, and certainly when it, when it comes to camp is that um, play is a language that they speak. Yeah. You know, and so what we want to do is I believe that if we can, if, if a child will trust us with their play, they'll trust us yeah. with what we say. And what we say is that there is a God and his name is Jesus mm-hmm. and he, you are very important to him and, um, and he wants uh, to be important to you. And so it's play is very, very significant. And I agree with Stacey. It's a serious work of heaven. Mm, I just love that. Let me ask you one more question. This is hard to answer. I'm sure this is the classic, Mm. which is your favorite kid question. But after all these decades (laughs) of camp and running camp, all different facets of it, leading staff, having campers and their kids return. I and mean, there's so much in the pool. But if you just had to pick, if you had to say, after all these years, this is my favorite thing. This is my favorite thing about camp life. This is my favorite thing that we did or that we do. This is my favorite moment. Um, whatever it is, if you just, if I, if I forced you to pick something that was your favorite, what would you say? Oh man! I know, that's not a, fair. That's a big force right there. Yeah. I, it, it would um, probably have to be um, working with the summer staff and developing leaders, um, and then to oh, no. Here's the deal. I, I get it now. Is that really when I see summer staff go from camp and then in their vocation, they're involved in some sort of ministry oh, yeah. as a vocation, mm-hmm. whether they're, you know, a youth pastor, you know, or a teacher um, at school or, or whether they're uh, are in some type of um, Christian nonprofit thing um, or whatever, college ministry, whatever. Those are things that are very inspiring to me. And, and that's what makes it worth it. Every time um, I see a one of the summer staff that has worked with me, that I've had the privilege of working with alongside throughout the summer, every time they go on to to do something um, like that in uh, in some sort of ministry uh, vocation, it's like God gives me a hug oh. and says, "Where do you go, Bub?" You know, Daryl. I I think even a little bit broader than that. I I think your heart sings when you see um, past summer staff living out a life of serving others. 
because I think that's the main mm. thing that we he teaches and we teach our summer staff is that, you know, mm. it's about serving others. I think when we see people who who have a heart to serve continuing on from this place is pretty delightful. And I yeah. think is it's the payback. Yeah, it is. Um for for sure. what has been done. I, for me, that's a hard question. I just it, it is. Yeah. And but the the thing that keeps coming back and I'm going, oh this is kind of cheesy. It's yeah. But but what it for it's me right. is partnering getting to partner with Daryl in a work, you know, a life work mm. that we really get to partner okay. together. Um, I wouldn't want to do it without him. I just thought, you know, I, I love it and everything, but mm. I just, like you it. know, I think that's been my most favorite part of doing what oh. we do is getting to do it's it together. It's so special. It's, it's just not many people get that story to work together for this long in one place, doing work that you love. It's incredibly meaningful, discipling mm-hmm. kids up to love this world well. I mean, what a life. Absolutely. What a life you've built. It's amazing. And what a legacy you've built. And like you just mentioned, you get yeah, a share. We been we've been yeah. blessed. We've yes. been blessed. What a beautiful life. And and you have a little inheritance in all these other kids' stories mm. as they grow up and they build beautiful families and ministries and they work in business and they love their coworkers and they serve the world. You just you get a little mm-hmm. piece of their stories. And so your book is big. You've got a long, long, long book, and it's just what a wonderful use of your <laughs> life. I love it. I'm choked up. I don't know why. Wow. Me too. Right now. Who has the Kleenex? Oh. You're getting me going. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. is the Kleenex? So yeah. I just, I love, love hearing about your camp. I love hearing about your stories and your kids and your life together. Um, I'm so tickled that you've come on. Listen, I want to wrap it up by asking just some quick little rapid fire questions. These are questions that we ask everybody in the summer series <laughs> of which you are our grand finale, of course. Um, so here it is. You just rattle it off. And we'll start with um, you, Stacy, and then Daryl, you can answer. Okay, okay. What's your favorite summer drink? Oh, Diet Coke. Okay. And then. You know what? Love what you love. You love what you love. And then, and then uh, 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 jalapeno cilantro margarita says summer oh. any day of the year. So oh, that's spoken like a Louisiana girl right there. <laughs> that's your root showing. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Daryl? Well, I would say that that margarita definitely is is um, um, you know my favorite, but I don't allow my staff to drink in the summertime, right. so I'm not able to to drink until the fall. But so anyway, typically that would be one. But what I have every darn day of my life yep. is uh, iced americano with sugar-free hazelnut. <laughs> so good. What I have. Oh, <laughs> so good. I wish I had that in my hand right now. That was a great answer. Yeah. Uh, nobody's ever given me an iced drink answer, iced coffee, and I just can't believe you're the first person to have the discernment to say that. That is the classic summer drink. What oh, about yeah. your favorite? Now, this is tricky because you're in camp work. What's your favorite summer clothing item? Like, what's your go-to thing? Chacos. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I did. <laughs> my, my heart. I knew you were going to say it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just think, uh, you know, a T-shirt. Short sleeve t-shirt. <laughs> totally. You know, that would be it, man. That's it. Just, you're out in the woods all day for crying out loud. Fashion yeah. is like 
29th thing on the list. Yeah, yeah um, I'm rolling around. I'm already in a wheelchair, so who cares about that? Who cares? <laughs> What's your favorite summer location? And it could be anywhere, like um, a, a place, uh, inside, outside. It could be home. It could be a, a, a location somewhere. What's your favorite summer space? Uh, a table full of people around it, oh, preferably mm-hmm. outside in my backyard. Oh. Yeah, I'm thinking that's probably the same with me, you know, having a yard full of people. That is my favorite thing, you guys. We live on an acre, and we have a big, dreamy yard and a huge, huge porch. And I cannot tell you how many thousands of people we have had in that yard and are on that porch uh, and around that table. Yeah. My favorite thing yeah, in the world. Cool. Mm-hmm. In the world. Amen. Um, Amen. Last one. This is Now, this is a twist on a question. We, um, we ask one of Barbara Brown Taylor's questions to all of our guests in every series, but we've twisted it for the summer series. So. What is saving your life this summer? Yeah. Um, I would say what's saving my life this summer is uh, 35 staff members. Mm. You know, I mean, these guys that work tirelessly don't make a a lot of money at all, but they are just, uh, they're willing to be willing and Mm. uh, serving hard. and, And that's, that's saving my life. We have a ton of kids and uh, these staff people become uh, heroes and difference makers to them. So I would say, yeah, 30 mm-hmm. staff members. Love it. How about you, Stacey? I, I think long days. You know, this is this is a little bit more of my downtime. Um, I, I shrink from a hundred kids a day to after, you know during the school year to you know maybe thirty, and um, oh sure, and and they get to go to Fur Creek. So um, I, I think just having long days, just to be able to mm-hmm. just to sit sometimes in the evening and read or whatever. Oh, that's a great answer. That's a perfect summer answer, actually. (laughs) Um, You guys, before we sign off here, can you just tell my listeners, um, how can they find you? Where can they go to find out more about camp? And um, what do they need to follow online um, to, to learn more about you guys? You know, I, um, if you go to uh, FurCreekDayCamp.org, um, there's all the information on there from how how you can sign up for to be a camper. Uh, you know how you can uh, if you're interested in summer staff, um, that can that work there. Also, um, uh, thefurs.org, uh, t h e f i r s dot org. It'll tell you all about all the ministries um, that are offered at the furs and how to be involved. That's perfect. And listen, I'm grooming my own little crop of young adults. So oh. maybe if one of them needs a job, I've got your phone number. You send them okay. up here. <laughs> yes. We love the, to have they're them. They're seasoned campers. They That's know awesome. how to do it. We love well and pay bad. So, <laughs> Like I always tell every uh, summer staff member, it's a, it's a horrible job, but it's a great ministry. Oh, it's so great, you guys. I cannot yes. thank you enough for coming on today. Thank uh, you for taking the time to do this right in the middle oh. of summer, right when you're, it's your, you're, you're in the game right now. So, yeah. um, I know that my listeners just have been so delighted this last hour, just like I have been. So, um, we're just cheering you on from down here in Texas. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for your long-term investment in the next generation. Um, and what a difference you've made in the lives of those kids and ultimately in the lives of their families. Just amazing. Well, thank 
thanks for your voice too to a generation of um, our children's age, the twenties and the early thirties, to um, to speak to them when sometimes they feel pretty lost about uh, what they've been raised with in the faith, and um, that they can still love Jesus um, regardless of a lot of the stuff that's going on around them. So I appreciate you being that voice for that generation. Absolutely, it's been a joy. It's been a joy being with you uh, this morning. Thank you so much for considering mm-hmm. us. It's been our pleasure mm-hmm. to chat. Mm-hmm. The pleasure is mine. Okay, you guys, back to your campers. Okay. Back to the canoes. Back to the all the pranks. You're, you're back on the clock. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks okay. so much. Thanks so much, you guys. Have a great summer. Okay, listeners. <laughs> I hope you loved that hour as much as I did. I was, like, disproportionately charmed by Daryl and Stacy and their story. I um, just think they're so fabulous. So fabulous. You guys never let us down on the crowdsourced guests. Never. Those have, those have easily become some of my favorite episodes in a whole year of podcasting. So thank you for always showing up with your amazing people. And with that, that wraps our For the Love of Summer series, which it was so much fun. It was just fun to dip into summer. All things summer, books and camps and parenting and travel. And I hope Hope you loved it. It was really fun. So um, we have a new series starting next week. And I'm telling you right now, you are not going to want to miss a single episode. We are beginning for the love of parenting. And let me tell you, we have some fabulous guests lined up, not the least of which, just teaser alert, my mom and dad my mom and dad on the podcast. And if you've been around my parents at all, you know, this is going to be highly, highly entertaining. So we're going to bring you experts. We're going to bring you, um, parents who've had so many years in the trenches and mentors, and, um, we're going to discuss it all. So come back, uh, next week as we kick off for the love of parenting, you guys, thank you for listening week in and week out. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing these with your friends. Thank you for reviewing and rating the podcast all the time. We are just so grateful for you. We listen to everything you say, by the way, your feedback is so valuable to you. So on behalf of Amanda and Laura and our podcasting team, we're just grateful to you. And it's our joy to bring this to you week in, week out. So thanks for being with me here today. Thanks for being with us um, throughout the whole summer series, you guys, and we'll see you next week. That's it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed this chat. Be sure to subscribe to my mom's podcast and give it a thumbs up rating if you like it. From the whole Hatmaker family, I hope you have a great week and see you next time.